I fear you more than any specter I... This is too scary. I don't think I want to see any more. You have all the fun. Odious, stingy, wicked, and unfeeling. I give you Mr. Scrooge, the founder of the feast. Cheers. Welcome to Cocktail Cinema. Happy holidays from your first favorite bartender, your third favorite author, Josh Price. I'm here with the Jingly Boys, starting with Fozman. Hey, I made a cameo in this one. And the modem himself, Master of the Mix. Merry Christmas, guys. Shasta here. Merry, merry, merry. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. All that. Happy Humbug Days. Ah. Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> Happy Kwanzaa. Oh, whatever you celebrate, we hope you celebrate and celebrate joyfully and enjoy yourselves otherwise. Amen. Today, mm. we're going to Cheers. be sipping on uh, some tasty seasonal beverages and discussing the movie A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I know greatness when I see it. <laughs> and I'm on this one. Yeah, you definitely didn't pass up this script. <laughs> now, before we get to the movie, as always, drink me, Josh. We have ourselves an adult beverage. Mm. So this, this is a it's a it's a variation on uh, on a classic uh, holiday drink called the grasshopper. This is a white chocolate grasshopper. Mm. It is equal parts creme de menthe, white chocolate uh, liqueur. Today we're using Godiva. Okay. Bailey's. Yep. And if it's a little, sometimes it's it, the, the liquor bleeds through a little bit. If you want to cut it a little bit, you can also do an equal part of cream or half and half. Mm, no, I think this is But uh, today mm. we just did the, the three liquors. So it's all booze. Mm. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Uh. Mm, yeah. I'm drinking me about 13, 14 of those <laughs> during the holidays. Yeah, it's, it's good and seasonal, man. It's got that, that minty flavor. Um, I would say, for those of you making these at home, see if you can find the green creme de menthe and not the clear one. The green, uh, it, it blends with the creamy drinks a little bit better. It tastes good. It looks good. It looks like, um, what are those uh, those chocolates that you get Christmas? Yeah, the Andes. Franco's or Andy's? Andy's, yeah. Mmm. Yeah. It's like the mint melt, melt away. Thin mint melt, yeah, yeah, mint yeah. melt away. A thin mint. All of the above. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, you just uh, you just shake up those ingredients, and you can do this as a martini, or we're doing them on the rocks today. Now, mm. obviously, cream drinks aren't for everybody, so be it's aware. Okay. But okay. Um, I'm a. I like sweet drinks as a good dessert drink. I'm not a big um, fan of the creamy drinks. This one is good. This one is very. It is good. What's cream? Uh, and what's green and screams when you put it in the blender? Trimothy Flock here. Mm, tastes mm. so good. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another reason we're going with the, the green creme de menthe rather than the clear <laughs> one is Kermit is in this movie. And it is a family movie, but this is not a family show, so Fuck act it. accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> we get drunk on this show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get down to brass tacks here. Brass. I'm up at Christmas Carol. Uh, came out in 1992. On December 11th, I believe. Mm. Um, it was directed by Brian Henson. That's Jim Henson's son. And this was the first uh, Muppet feature film after Jim Henson passed away. I was going to say, I thought he was passed right before this. Yeah, so Jim had passed away, uh, I believe, early that year. And then also one of their longtime puppeteers had passed away. So this was they were working uh, without some of their core crew 
Um, I think he gave a memory spot, I think, at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. This movie was made for. I think they did it right, too. I mean... I agree. It's a good flick. I agree. And, I mean, it it was not a hefty budget, either. I mean, they did this with $12 million. This movie has had a $12 million budget and made back $27.2 million in box office. Okay. You think Michael Caine would have to be a big chunk of that $12 million? I mean, <laughs> yeah. All I of mean, that, that doesn't seem like a lot. You know, yeah. compared, right. compared right. to some of what we've covered. Yeah. Well, especially for 92, like... What else have we covered from that period of time? Um, do you remember what the Shining's budget was for like 10 years before this? I don't uh, remember offhand. Top, no. I know it was in this neighborhood. So like um, for 1992, $12 million is, is probably, probably a, a, a mid-low range budget. So, yeah. and, and obviously all of their Muppets and stuff are practical, are considered practical effects. Mm-hmm. They do. This is not a time of CGI or, or anything. No need. Right, I mean, you've got the great <laughs> Frank Oz. A little bit, yeah, <laughs> with the with the ghosts, a bit. or one ghost, a the first bit, ghost, a little bit, yeah, puppets. Santa I mean, well, actually, that first ghost was was actually a, a puppet. All right, yeah. throw a haze on it. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. So they, uh, I mean, this is this is the Henson team. So they they knew their puppeteering. Um, this is after I think they'd done two or three Muppet movies already, and obviously the Muppets had been a <clears> thing for. Something like twenty years yeah. by now. Yeah, I think seventies, right? Started. Yeah, late seventies, I want to say, mid seventies. Do we? Yeah. Um, big long cast list for this one. Right? I know Greg? Mike actually got into it already. Michael Caine. <laughs> oh, did I ruin the whole? Mike, list? You ruined my whole segment, Sorry, dude. dude. <laughs> it's okay. I gave it to Sorry, you. Fuzzy. Wrapped in a gift. Now, who does <laughs> who does Michael Caine play? And uh, he plays Ebenezer Scrooge, and also um, we've talked about it before. Italian mm-hmm. job. Uh, Inception, Batman, Mm -hmm. and stuff. He's he's around. He did a good job. Miss Congeniality. Oh, I forget. (laughs) Did you say that last time? I hope you did. Probably. It's like your cue. It's hard to understand you with that half-masticated cow rolling around in your wide-open trap. Oh, there we go. That was a sample. I just (laughs) (laughs) maybe Miss Congeniality is one of uh, Shasti's guilty guilty pleasures. Oh, dude. I fuck with Sandra Bullock. Heck yeah. Who yeah. doesn't? Heck yeah. But there's no babes so, yeah. in this one. Miss Piggy. We uh, <laughs> wait, I mean, it's it, it's a star-studded cast. You've got Kermit, Miss Piggy. You were in this movie. <clears throat> yeah. Fozzie Bear. <laughs> I'm glad to see those fucking hecklers were chained up and dead. Marley and Marley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So before, you know, we, we derail this train. Um, Sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're getting a little loose during the holidays, apparently. <laughs> um, just a quick rundown. Uh, the This film follows the story of A Christmas Carol to a T. It follows uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, the biggest asshole in the Industrial Revolution, <laughs> as he is visited by dead friends and ghosts in the middle of the night in his nightgown. And they teach him that he shouldn't be such a dick and that people deserve to live. And then by the end of it, he saves Christmas. Whee! <laughs> You've heard it all before, folks. You've seen this type of movie a million times, but this one, this one's pretty damn good, especially it being a puppet cast. You kind of get tied into the feeling, the joy yeah. of Christmas, even. Maybe it's because there's no mm-hmm. humans, really, and this it's just left up for the, a kid's time, the, yeah. the Muppets, the puppets to play. But well, I mean, it kind of brings you back. Yeah, <clears throat> and like Michael Caine... Michael Caine deliberately played played this part like there were no Muppets. He he pretended that mm. he was working with all actual actors. So that's why his part is so 
is is played so straight. You know, he he just acted like Kermit was not a frog, but a person. His uh his chief of staff or whatever whatever mm-hmm. he is in this. Yeah, just as a, I don't know if they do they ever give him a, a job title or just a just kind of like office manager. Yeah, it seems like bookie yeah. manager, yeah. <laughs> bookkeeper manager. Now, so our our last episode was Scrooged. Mm-hmm. Um, now these are those are both adaptations of the same book, and the reason I wanted to do both of them is they are they are vastly different. Yes. Um, before we get into that, like, which version do you prefer? Mm. Faz? For different reasons. I mean, I like Scrooged as an adult because it's like you get to be that Ebenezer that, like, everybody's afraid to be sometimes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's sometimes it's hard to avoid the stress and, and stigma of Christmas and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. So I like that one to that point. Um, and at the very end, it brings it all together where you get that funny feel. In this movie, mm-hmm. I feel like it... All the way throughout, there's always a lesson to be learned um, in every situation that's come. I mean, Ebenezer is very quick to turn over even after the first ghost and mm-hmm. kind of realize the error of his ways and um, try to move on from that. He said, no more, no more. He, tra- he tapped out several times. He mm-hmm. was he was a changed man after the first ghost um, pretty much after those words. So I think that kind of just gives more of that funny Christmas feeling throughout the movie. And that's yeah. kind of where I stand. Shasti? I think I think I like Scrooge better. Um, I think Muppet Christmas Carol is uh, more directly relatable mm-hmm. to the original story. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think Scrooge is a little over the top, especially like the time period where that came out. Mm-hmm. Like it's super over the top. Yeah. Like, um, that's Bill Murray. That's what he does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's normally, no, I know that's normally mean. not my thing. Like Muppet Christmas Carol is pretty direct. It's a yeah. great story. Mm-hmm. My like, I just don't like the like musical aspect of it. That's the only it. part okay. that that's gets okay. me. And actually, I enjoyed that. I, I know. I guess I, I, you I, know. I, and I watched it with my son. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which was kind of a different thing. He I was, was watching by myself. I was like fast forward. Every time I start singing, because like I'm Scrooge. I'm Scrooge around Christmas time. I'm known to be a bomb bug. So yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I, 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 their own, yeah. I think we're all gonna be in agreement that like as a as a movie I like I like Scrooged better. Um but that kind of leads into my main point tonight where I think this is the most accurate and and uh uh honest adaptation of this story. Yeah, Dickens would be proud. I believe so. Um I mean I think we were, I think we mentioned it earlier that he it's pretty Pretty mm-hmm. direct. He's literally quotes, by the book. Kermit's using quotes from Dickens mm-hmm. himself, and it shows. And it, and they did it in a way where it's not like super old English mm-hmm. and, like and un- unrelatable. Dickens, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he's yeah. narrating it the whole time. Yep. yep. And that's the thing that Scrooge that it has over Scrooge. I should say is mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that constant solid narration the mm-hmm. whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not wacky or it sets the stage properly. But then yeah. they also have yeah. the wacky uh, comic relief in the, in the rat and Rizzo uh, Rizzo, you know, yeah. who, they, they have that aspect of it. They're still Muppets. They bring that. I think it was done well. Again, like you done. said, yeah. definitely Scrooge because it's more of a film, you know? Yeah. As a film, I like but, Scrooge better, but as an adaptation, I mm, like this better. Agreed. Um, and it's, it's like Shasta was saying, and they're pulling straight from the book. You know, I mean, Gonzo's opening lines are, are the opening lines or Gonzo's line, uh, the Marleys were dead. That's that's the first line in the book. I'm fairly certain. <laughs> and then you know a lot of Kermit's uh, dialogue with with Scrooge in the beginning is is out of the book. Um, the conversation with the with the charity, like it's all it's yeah. all very very accurate. And uh, 
it as an adaptation it is it is beautifully done and you don't necessarily see that out of a lot of kids adaptations like even yeah. even uh another adaptation of this like disney did uh uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, yeah. I think they called yeah. it, and that's sure that they hit all the story beats. But there's a a major difference between the two of those two of these movies. And Muppet Christmas Carol wins out because it is much more of an accurate adaptation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get lost in its own mess. I yeah. love this movie, and I think you, you who who say uh, directed this one? It was Brian Henson. Brian Henson. Yeah. I think the, I think that was maybe a kind of an homage to his old man too, just to kind of mm-hmm. keep it direct. Because um, I mean, he stayed. Inside the lines of a lot of his stuff with the Muppets, um, mm-hmm. always fun, always playful, but yet always was direct in the uh, in the uh, the message. Yeah, yeah, the message never gets never gets muddled. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool, and I, yeah, I mean, I, I I do I did like the music, but it was it was more because I watched with my kid, like I said. But so yeah, I mean, the scenes were really cool. I thought the camera work in this movie mm-hmm. was actually quite surprisingly decent. Like the pan ins, pan outs, kind of yeah. stuff. Um, you know, the way they kind of portrayed that. Some of the there wasn't too many effects to it, but like mm-hmm. the swirls in and outs of dimensions. I mean, well, there wasn't yeah, a there lot, wasn't but... too many effects, but every time he went to and from a different dimension, scene, we were yeah. seeing it was it was a different effect, mm. a different spiral or mm-hmm. a different fade. Exactly. I... Well, and that's that speaks to the to the professionalism of the of the Henson team because yeah. like they know they they know those sets inside and out. They know what they can't show like you, you obviously there's you can't have a single shot where you see an arm inside yeah, a muppet 100%, especially in so, a movie yeah one thing for a tv show but definitely not the movie so they they designed those pans and zooms and runs so that not only would it be a good effect on camera but they could hide the those parts of the story or those parts of the of the acting because like this movie upholds the suspension of disbelief even though it's about moving puppets Right. Like that's how go. well this is crafted and shot. Mm-hmm. Like you forget that you're watching. And with fake the people. and with the camera shots too, I think um, I don't think there was this the studio or whatever. I don't think it was very large. I mean, there was only kind of three areas where they were really mm-hmm. at. I mean, it was Scrooge's office outside of um, Kermit's character's um, yeah. door step inside there, which could have been the same mm-hmm. office switched up, and um, on the street, just that one area yeah. of the street. I mean, they reused that street a few times. You're right. Yeah. So they did a, I think they did a lot of play with very little space. Uh, mm-hmm. Just kind of filled the room, filled the movie, filled the atmosphere. It felt larger than it was. Yeah. And, I mean, again, they're they're used to working with that kind of space. Like, if you think about the Henson Productions, they, they used to do this stuff live. I know, and I wonder how they started. It's probably like one or two rooms, like not like 15 by 15s, yeah. you know what I mean? Something Yeah, that's, in the 70s. It's interesting. <clears throat> I never thought I'm about looking that. Look into that. But I mean, yeah, it was had some it had some funny spots even for adults. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think we got a we, we were talking about a funny little uh, thing about eating children. You know, <laughs> <laughs> a remarkable child, such a meager feast. Yes, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. <laughs> talking about Tiny Tim, and Tiny Tim was just a little mini Kermit, and you know, mm-hmm. him, of course, him and Miss Piggy are together, and they got little piglets and one little, <laughs> one little, one little fierce fucking froggy Peter or whatever. Kermit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, it was a fierce fucking froggy. This is another. This is another one. Shasti's not gonna be using his, his clips. I'm just gonna be quoting. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna, uh, that's easy for me. <clears throat> cheers, cheers, mm. cheers. I'll drink to that. 
See which one was the sample and which one was. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I. It, there's there's not a ton to talk about this movie as far as content goes because it's it's a very straightforward story. Um, it's I think what sets this apart is the craft because we're talking about a a class act actor in Michael Caine, Michael Caine, who even even in the '90s, like this guy had you know 20, 30 years under his belt. Yeah, like yeah. he's a big name, and so what he brings to the table, the Henson team matched with their their understanding of the of the filmmaking craft, and I I know they made another Muppets Christmas movie, mm-hmm. but it's just the magic in this movie that collides on screen is 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 very unique even amongst their own work and i think that a lot of that has to do with michael king because he is mm-hmm. such a world class actor because <clears throat> you kind of you see him progress you know what mm-hmm. i mean you see his his worrisome face his his whole mannerisms change his whole facial features change his way the way he speaking. carries himself he becomes yeah. more and more human yeah mm-hmm. exactly yeah. exactly perfect perfect but yeah i mean i guess we can maybe just the big different difference in all these movies kind of always comes down to how the director or writer um, chooses the ghosts. Mm-hmm. So maybe you want to you want to start with like going down the ghost yeah, rundown. Yeah, yeah. So um, the the ghost of Christmas Past uh, was in the book. It is a an androgynous fairy of uh, indeterminate age. I think is okay. More or less how it's described. Okay, I kind of got the cherub feel. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like a kind of a young child. But yeah, I guess and uh, a lot of other other adaptations straight up go with like a child or a uh, or a, a young girl, but this one was was pretty cool that they stuck to that that description where it's like it was just a, I mean it's pretty easy with a Muppet. Yeah, but, but it, they don't. It doesn't even seem like that. You know, when you're watching, it doesn't seem like yeah. it's a. I don't know. It's, it seems like more of a human figure than a, and a puppet. It, very floaty. Uh, it, like it's it seems very natural. As far as that goes, like it, it, it doesn't seem like it's on strings or anything. Um, that, uh, yeah, that, that, again, going back to the the accuracy of the adaptation, that I, I appreciated that. And Scrooge initially being, you know, antagonistic towards it, and at the same time, <clears throat> uh, you see those first shades of, you know, Uncle Scrooge, you know, when mm-hmm. he when he when he meets that when when that ghost gets to leave. Um, they get a little pissy with it, and she or he was not having it. Like, yeah. nope, I can't do that. <laughs> I told you what I can do. I love that they they reference. He's 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 like, but you're. How do you how do you remember all this stuff? And she goes, I I can remember nineteen hundred or uh, nineteen centuries. And it's like, <laughs> I did the math. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, the story came out in the eighteen hundreds, and Jesus was supposedly born in you know year zero. Boom, market. So you know. Christmas numerical pass. accuracy <laughs> there you go we don't get these from these big box office crushes <laughs> and then it moves on to the present which i love the present this big jolly yes. fucker um kind of seems like a is he a character like one of hansen's characters no not that right? i know no, that was a that was a unique uh puppet made i feel like that puppet this. was the guy was the same as snuffleupagus maybe because it kind of they kind of wobbled With the, the same yeah you know what i mean it's the same dude playing out yeah just like, a big, yeah. different costume yeah yeah but no, I, I like that guy. Like, he was super funny, um, mm-hmm. jolly, just like, hey, hey, I live in the present. And like, what do you say? Something about forgetting. He lives in the present, so he forgets the past. It's like mm-hmm. he, he never remembers anything. He's like, oh, you know, Kermit lives here. Yeah. And moves on. And then Scrooge is like, well, Kermit lives here. Well, how do you know that? <laughs> you told me. But 
That was my favorite one. I mean, obviously, you can't really say much about and well, I mean, future, but well, I mean, I there's, there's, there's plenty to say about about the ghost of, of Christmas to come. Am I in the presence of the ghost <laughs> of Christmas yet to come? That's perfect though, but for the feet. The the only thing they really left out of the ghost of Christmas present was so in the book. The, that ghost start. He's a giant of a man, mm-hmm. and he's very jolly, and he's he's very like giant Santa essentially. Yeah, and actually, as he and fades he out at the end, he goes, "Oh, oh, oh!" And I'm like, "Okay, yeah. there it goes." <laughs> so it's very book accurate. Um, I think the only thing they left out is uh, I'm fairly certain in the book he says that there's a different ghost of Christmas present every year, and they're all his brothers. So like, hmm. it's never the same ghost of Christmas present every year because the present is different every day. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Yeah, it, it was it was one of those little things like Dickens Dickens liked playing around with the existential. Um and also really depressing stuff. But anyway, uh, <laughs> not this movie. Dickens, yeah, this movie not this book, uh, this book was, was rather uplifting <laughs> as far as Dickens goes. Um so they they showed that Did you know, raise the, your Dickens the ghost <laughs> No, no, but I mean I think every guy when they're like five has this weird fascination with Miss Piggy. <laughs> Not necessarily sexual, just fascination. What a snout. <laughs> Either love or hate her type thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. But so yeah, the they show him age, like they they show the the his hair slowly getting more like going gray, from red yeah. to gray and and he's he's getting slower and more tired as the night goes on. So yeah, I, I appreciated the accuracy there. And it's stuff that didn't need to be accurate. And the mm-hmm. fact that they took the time to make it accurate makes it gives it that much more depth. But yeah, so the third the third spirit, uh, the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Um, or may not come. Or yeah. Yeah. There's a thing right there at the end that they're like, well, may not come or won't or you know, big big thing. Is this happened? Is this gonna happen? Can I? Yeah. Do I have the power to change it. I think the only time that spirit is named is when Marley tells him, because obviously this ghost doesn't talk. Hmm. Um, another thing that the the Mickey version got wrong. <laughs> like that is a terrifying scene in the Mickey movie. But anyway, <laughs> in this that. one, it's just I, this puppet is probably the worst of all of the of all the Muppets in this entire movie, and it still does the trick. Like this was just a, a Jawa in a oh in as a far big as black yeah, coat detail and stuff yeah attention. yeah okay but it still gets the message across yeah you know, point, it didn't point need to your be. finger mm-hmm. go there do this yeah like this this ghost doesn't need to talk so it doesn't need moving lips mm-hmm. or or expressive eyes it just needs to be a menacing presence and mm-hmm. they they accomplished that goal for and sure I guess that goes along with you never know what's gonna happen in the future so you yeah you never know what the future looks like mm-hmm. yeah so the face is yeah. I fear you more. Than any specter I have yet met. So they, they didn't need to to put in a whole lot of effort. Like with, a, with looking at it with a critical eye, this is the only thing that I will draw some criticism on, which is it is literally just a Jawa design. You know, it's just it's it's a it, it's a coat. Yeah, it's a couple of a couple of of dim light bulbs where the where the eyes should be. I didn't even see That's the it. light bulbs. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> they're there. <laughs> yeah, you only see it every now and then, but yeah. I think when he when you first meet him and a camera starts to zoom in, you see them under the hood. But anyway, um, yeah, this this ghost doesn't talk at all, which again, book accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually gives Scrooge an opportunity to come to his own conclusion. Yeah, figured out himself yep. exactly. Yep. Like he asks questions and then he answers them for himself. Yep. 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 Which. 
that's how I've learned most of my lessons. Right. I ask myself questions right. and then I give myself answers. <laughs> <laughs> my, whenever I would ask my dad questions, even he would always like respond with a question. Like he, he was, he was the monk from bulletproof monk. So just, I would ask my, my dad an important question. And he'd just be like, why do hot dogs come in packages of 10 and hot dog buns only come in packages of eight? Shit. Questions plagued man for centuries. They try to get you to buy another. <laughs> See, that's what Sean William Scott thought, too. <laughs> Same with appetizers. Usually come in odd numbers to get you yeah. to buy more when you're with your homies. What homies? I'm always with you guys. So. I'm always with you guys. Well, there's just three of us, so bring on the appetizers. <laughs> It'll probably be an appetizer of five. <laughs> right. <laughs> One of us is going without. Um... Yeah, I, I, I'd like to highlight this movie as one of one of the quintessential Christmas movies, one of the quintessential uh, Christmas films ever made. Um, it doesn't necessarily require a whole lot of analysis or diagnosis. It it's just something that you should watch and experience because if you want to know the spirit of the book that was written, this film captures it better than any other adaptation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for your for your young ones, you know, it's a good way mm-hmm. to get them involved in, you know, literature from the past. Get their ears perked up to certain words. And yeah, it's not too scary, except, except for Rizzo. One, one part. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey. I fell down the chimney and landed on a flaming hot goose. <laughs> <laughs> you have all the fun. Oh, my goodness. I love Rizzo in that. He's great. He's great. <laughs> so they went from the goose and... Ebenezer's like, bring me that fucking turkey. <laughs> After that, when you, when you recognize it. <laughs> it's a direct quote, too, folks. Direct from, from the Bring Dickens. me that fucking turkey. The turkey I saw in the fucking window. <laughs> bring it to me. Here's a shilling. No, here's five shillings. Sorry, I'm just going no. back and, and recognizing some of those great parts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it, is a, it is a wonderful little film. You know, it's, it's worth watching... You know, it, at least once a year. Every year, you know? yeah. Um, it It's not one that necessarily poses too many questions without answering them. So mm. it gives you it gives you the dilemma. It gives you the answer. There's not a whole lot of... It's not a think piece. It's just a feel-good piece. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've talked before, like, I am not a fan of the Christmas spirit. However, this movie embodies what I think the Christmas spirit should be. And, you know, it warms my cold... Icy heart, you know. <laughs> Let the spirit inside you. We're gonna do a reverse exorcist on you. I'm, we talk about we talk about my heart a lot. Cold and icy, <laughs> bleeding, liberal. Just... Well, at least you got one. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, at least you're pumping something. Pumping tough. Yeah, I mean, we can we can probably make this make this a quick one. This is this doesn't necessarily yeah. need a whole lot of analysis. Um, so we're moving on to our our final segment, and our newest segment. What should we call this? We should just the do taco it. corner. I don't know. We should just do it. We should honestly do it out of ten, just so it's not like yeah tacos like tomatoes. We just do it like out of ten. Or I'm something. still I'm I'm, st- I'm still gonna do out of hundred. Still gonna do tacos. <laughs> All right, then do it out of hundred. Yeah. yeah, no. Let's well, just so do the it. the rot- the, the Rotten Tomato score is seventy six. <laughs> wow, it's way should, higher than I thought it'd be. We should say it's after. For- <laughs> see how far off we are. Right, go ahead. All right, well, Rotten Tomatoes is dog so, shit anyway. Um, you want to start, Chasti? What would you rate this? I would rate it a. I'll let you. I'd rate it a fifty-nine. Fifty-nine. Yeah. Fifty-nine. Okay. Yeah. Greg. 
Well, since I'm in this movie... We're talking tacos, right? Tacos, Okay, yeah. 59, yeah. yeah. Since I make a nice little splash in this pond. No, I, I like this movie. It's good for kids. Um, overall, 72 tacos. Fair, fair. I would... Extra bear day. I, I think I'm going to give this a, this 79 tacos out of 100. Cool. Okay. Um, so I, I, I think... Shasta, you said what? Fifty nine. Said fifty nine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I can I can totally see where that's coming from. Um, overall, it's it's not a bad. It's as a Bahamut yeah. though. Yeah. I mean, that's like yeah. It's like this movie's about me. Right. Kind of <laughs> you know I mean? Kind of like. And you know. you like your sleep. You don't like getting woken up by ghosts. I, I get I it. Like, you know, I get dude, it. You know me for sure. You know me. For sure. You know if you're gonna get woken up by a ghost, you want it to be like that scene in Ghostbusters. Exactly. Well, like, I kind of go with them a little bit there. I mean, because it's not a new vision. It's right. been redone a thousand times. You know, mm-hmm. I. Personally, like this rendition of it, but yes, not no new ideas. I like the the way he kept it really simple. Shout out to Dickens. Shout out to his mm-hmm. old man, um, one of the puppeteers. You know, that was just, all great. Yeah. So I thought just the simplicity of it and keeping it structured, simple, nice, playful. That's why I gave it. Yeah, 72. I'm I'm rocking that 79 just because um, it is the the best adaptation on film to date, um, or the most the most uh, book accurate. And I mean. It's it's got a lot of competition, so it, mm-hmm. for it to stand out like that, I think it deserves you know a, a, a higher score from me. Um, I mean, this is one of the stories. Like, there are probably three primary tales that every with every new medium we we tell these stories. So, the story of King Arthur, the story mm-hmm. of Robin Hood, yeah. and a Christmas Carol. All three of those, you know, we've we've redone to death because mm-hmm. they're 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 the first thing that gets picked up by new artists, and for this to stand out. After, I mean, film at this point has been, so in 1992, they've been making films for almost 100 years, and this movie, at this point, has probably been done like 40 times. So for mm-hmm. out of those 40 movies, the Henson version stands out, and I, I gotta give it some props for that. Applause, I would totally Henson agree fan. with that, too. Yeah, even giving it a 59, it's like, out of all the yeah. different takes on Scrooge's story, it's, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Applause, Henson's. Nice work, Applauso, applauso. So, with that said... Let's do some plugs. The ghost of Christmas future. No, before (laughs) I can't do do this in Kermit's voice. I I was gonna do. I was gonna do the. (laughs) No, before we go on with plugs, we would like to thank our patrons for all your wonderful support. I can't do it, Greg. I can't. I can't do it prolonged. I want. I was gonna try to do Miss Piggy, but I was like, that would be your moral support. (laughs) Come on, Kermit. Kermit. Come on, Kermit. It's basically the same voice. Pull my pork, Kermit. (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, we Shameless. would we would like to to give a nice warm seasonal shout out to all of our patrons. Mm. Cheers. We mm. we see you, we hear you, we appreciate you, and we wish you a wonderful holiday season and a happy new year. Um, happy holidays, guys. And guys, uh, when will this come guys. out? So by the time this comes out, we should have uh, released uh, a couple of of really fun exclusive episodes, uh, including one where we go back and we rate. All the movies that we didn't rate before, uh, all of the, all the re- movies that we reviewed that we didn't give a uh, a taco rating to, we went back and and we uh, we gave a, a rating to. So you can find that on Patreon if you are a supporter. If you are not a supporter, you definitely don't want to miss that episode. So head on over to Patreon if you are financially able to support us and check out all that exclusive goodness. 
Um, we also have a Teespring store. I think we've been forgetting to, to plug this uh, a little bit, but uh, we have a Teespring store. If you go to Teespring and you search The Price is Right, W-R-I-T-E, um, you can find all our sweet merch, like the hoodie that our Master of the Mix is wearing today. You can find, uh, I really need to, to get my ass in gear and put our uh, Lucifer and the Crispy Boys logo up. Um, <laughs> bacon is the, or bass is the bacon of music. Mm-hmm. All and sorts of fun this. stuff there. Um... <laughs> Coming up on the new year, yeah, bud. Uh, Your resolution you wearing know, thin. You know what's funny? I actually this is the first time I've actually forgotten it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you did look at me a little bit I'm bewildered like, I'm there. Missing I'm like, something. Did you really forget this about a fucking book? <laughs> Josh wrote a book, my man. I wrote a book. Damn. I wrote a book. It is a young adult <laughs> fantasy novel called Reaper. It is the first in a series called The Gatekeepers. Uh, you can find it on Amazon.com, BarnesNoble.com, anywhere online you buy your books. In hardcover, paperback, and ebook, and next year we're talking about doing a uh, an audiobook, pandemic permitting. Um, Greco. Why hello? Hi. Hey man. I well honestly, first off, to add on with our Patreons and subscribers and listeners, it's tough out there this year. Be good to each other. Call your moms, sisters, cousins, aunties, uncles, grandparents, friends, or I will. Yeah, or I'm gonna hit them up. <laughs> There's a lot of people struggling out there mentally, financially, so just be nice to each other, help each other out. Preach. Um, that's pretty much all I got. I'm really looking forward to the new year. We got a lot of cool stuff coming out, a lot of cool stuff in the books. Yeah. We're super excited to have one full year in front of us instead of, I think, four or five months. Mm-hmm. Um, we've made a lot of leaps and bounds, and we are we're looking forward to the rest of it. We're going to get a Absolutely. full one underneath. So uh, be well. Happy holidays, guys. Jasty? You got anything you'd like to say? I'd like to say thanks for hanging out with us. It's always a pleasure, and we'll we'll see you we'll see you next year, right? Yeah. Hey, you remember that in school? <laughs> it was like right before Christmas <laughs> break. You'd be like, hey, we'll see you guys next school. It was always like, t- you're such a dork. <laughs> yeah. It was always a, like a weird ass teacher, like, yeah, whatever, teach, suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry to end it with a D word. No, no. That, this, that said, <laughs> I'm ending this, this year with a dick. This is our 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 final be, cocktail right cinema. Whatever right you, right you say, be nice to people. <laughs> <Yeah. right? laughs> hey, so, come on, come on. Don't, don't say that to your teachers. <laughs> you yeah, that's sexual assault. We, uh, we all know the difference, guys. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> this being our our final uh, cocktail cinema episode of the year, um, we'd like to uh, to pique your interest and let you know that. Uh, We've got a couple of really fun episodes coming right after the new year, uh, including Snatch, Fletch, Ooh. and uh, you know what? I think I'm going to keep the rest of it secret. Oh, Mostly yeah, because, yeah. you know, we're still working on the schedule a little bit, but January is going to be fucking amazing, mm, folks. Pump for Snatch. Um, <laughs> what? I love Guy Ritchie. <laughs> pump for Snatch. <laughs> All right, on that note, say goodbye. This is too scary. I don't think I want to see any more. No, when you're right, you're right. You're on your own, folks. We'll meet you at the finale. Yeah. Mm, Cheers.